Alright, let's get this thing on the way. Uh, welcome to another installment of When Sysadmins Ruled the Earth. I've got just a couple of minutes before I have to run out the door and meet a breakfast meeting and then go give a speech and then have an afternoon meeting and then give another speech and uh, oh, I forget what happens after that. Dinner, I think. Oh no, a phoner and then something else. Anyway, it's been crazy this week and it's getting crazier, but I'm going to give you uh, 10 or 15 minutes of When Sysadmins Ruled the Earth before I run out the door. Got anything to eat? Van said to him. It was mid-afternoon, not that time particularly passed in the data center. Felix patted his pockets. They'd put a quartermaster in charge, but not before everyone had snagged some chow out of the machines. He had a dozen power bars. He'd had a dozen power bars and some apples. He'd taken a couple of sandwiches, but had wisely eaten them before they got stale. One power bar left, he said. He'd noticed a certain looseness in his waistline that morning, and had briefly relished it. Then he'd remembered Kelly's teasing him about his weight, and he'd cried some. Then he'd eaten two power bars, leaving him with just one left. Oh, Van said. His face was hollower than ever, his shoulders sloping in on his toast-rack chest. Here, Felix said. Vote Felix. Van took the power bar from him, and then put it down on the table. Okay, I, I want to give this back to you and say, no, I couldn't, but I'm so fucking hungry, that so I'm just going to take this and eat it, okay? That's fine by me, Felix said. Enjoy. How are the elections coming, Van said, once he'd licked the wrapper clean. Dunno, Felix said. Haven't checked in a while. He'd been winning by a slim margin a few hours before. Not having his laptop was a major handicap when it came to stuff like this. Up in the cages, there were a dozen more like him, poor bastards who left the house on Der Tag without thinking to snag something Wi-Fi enabled. You're going to get smoked, Sario said, sliding in next to them. He'd become famous in the center for never sleeping, for eavesdropping, for picking fights in real life that had the ill-considered heat of a Usenet flame war. The winner will be someone who understands a couple of fundamental facts. He held up a fist, then ticked off his bullet points by raising a finger at a time. Point. The terrorists are using the internet to destroy the world, and we need to destroy the internet first. Point. Even if I'm wrong, this whole thing is a joke. We'll run out of generator fuel soon enough. Point. Or if we don't, it will because the, uh, because the old world will be back and running, and it won't give a crap about your new world. Point. We're going to run out of food before we run out of shit to argue about, or reasons, uh, or reasons not to go outside. We had the chance to do something to help the world to recover. We can kill the net and cut it off as a tool for bad guys. Or we can rearrange some more deck chairs on the bridge of your personal Titanic in the service of some sweet dream about an independent cyberspace. The thing was that Sario was right. They, they would be out of fuel in two days. Intermittent power from the grid had stretched their generator lifespan. And if you thought if you bought his hypothesis that the internet was primarily being used as a tool to organize more mayhem, Shutting it down would be the right thing to do. But Felix's daughter and his wife were dead. He didn't want to rebuild the old world. He wanted a new one. The old world was one that didn't have any place for him. Not anymore. Van scratched his raw, flaking skin. Puffs of dander and scurf swirl swirled in the musty, greasy air. Sario curled a lip at him. That is disgusting. We're breathing recycled air, you know. Whatever leprosy is eating you, aerosolizing it into the air supply, is pretty antisocial. You are the world's leading authority on antisocial, Sario, Van said. Go away, or I'll multi-tool you to death. He stopped scratching and patted his sheath multipliers like a gunslinger. Yeah, I'm antisocial. I've got Asperger's and I haven't taken any meds in four days. What's your fucking excuse? Van scratched some more. I'm sorry, he said. I didn't know. 
Sario cracked up. Oh, you are priceless. I have the three quarters of this bunch is borderline autistic. Me, I'm just an asshole. But I'm one who isn't afraid to tell the truth, and that makes me better than you, dickweed. Fuck rag, Felix said. Fuck off. They had less than a day's worth of fuel left when Felix was elected the first ever Prime Minister of Cyberspace. The first count was spoiled by a bot that spanned the voting process, and they lost a critical day while they added up the votes a second time. But by then, it was all seeming like more of a joke. Half the data centers had gone dark. Queen Kong's net maps of Google queries were looking grimmer and grimmer as more of the world went offline, though she maintained a leaderboard of new and rising queries, largely related to health, shelter, sanitation, and self-defense. Worm loads slowed. Power was going off to many home PC users and staying off, so their compromised PCs were going dark. The backbones were still lit up and blinking, but missives from those data centers were looking more and more desperate. Felix hadn't eaten in a day, and neither had anyone in a satellite earth station or transoceanic headend. The water was running short, too. Popovich and Rosenbaum came and got him before he could do more than answer a few congratulatory messages and post a canned acceptance speech to the news groups. "'We're going to open the doors,' Popovich said. Like all of them, he'd lost weight and waxed scruffy and oily. His B.O. was like a cloud coming off the trash bag behind a fish market on a sunny day. Felix was quite sure he smelled no better. "'You're going out for a recce? Get more fuel? We can charter a working group for it. That's a great idea.' Rosenbaum shook his head sadly. We're going to find our families. Whatever out there has burned itself out, or it hasn't. Either way, there's no future in here. What about network maintenance, Felix said, though he knew the answers. Who'll keep the routers up? We'll give you the root passwords to do everything, Popovich said. His hands were shaking and his eyes were bleary. Like many of the smokers stuck in the data center, he'd gone cold turkey this week. They'd run out of caffeine products two days earlier, too. The smokers had it rough. And I'll just stay here and keep everything online? Yeah, you and anyone else who cares anymore. Felix knew that he'd squandered his opportunity. The election had seemed noble and brave, but in hindsight, all it had been was an excuse for infighting when they should have been figuring out what to do next. The problem was that there was nothing to do next. I can't make you stay, he said. Yeah. You can't, Popovich turned on his heel and walked out. Rosenbaum watched him go, then he gripped Felix's shoulder and squeezed it. Thank you, Felix. It was a beautiful dream. It still is. Maybe we'll find something to eat and some fuel and come back. Rosenbaum had a sister, whom he'd been in contact with over IM for the first days after the crisis broke. Then she'd stopped answering. The sysadmins were split among those who'd had a chance to say goodbye and those who hadn't. Each was sure that the other had it better. They posted about it on the internal news group. They were still geeks, after all, and there was a little honor guard on the ground floor, geeks who watched them pass toward the double door. They manipulated the keypads and the steel shutters lifted, and then the first set of doors opened. They stepped into the vestibule and pulled the door shut behind them. The front doors opened. It was very bright and sunny outside, and apart from how empty it was, it looked, it looked very normal heartbreakingly so. The two took a tentative step out into the world, then another, 
They turned to wave at the assembled masses. Then they both grabbed their throats and began to jerk and twitch, crumpling in a heap on the ground. Shit! was all Felix managed to choke out, before they both dusted themselves off and stood up, laughing so hard that they were clutching their sides. They waved once more and turned on their heels. And those guys are sick, Van said. He scratched his arms, which had long, bloody scratches on them. His clothes were so covered in scurf that he looked like he'd been dusted with icing sugar. I thought it was pretty funny, Felix said. Christ, I'm hungry, Van said, conversationally. Lucky for you, we've got all the packets we can eat, Felix said. You're too good to us grunts, Mr. Prime, Mr. President, Van said. It's Prime Minister, he said, and you're no grunt. You're the Deputy PM. You're my assigned ribbon-cutter and hander-outer of oversized novelty checks. It buoyed both of their spirits. Watching Pop- Popovich and Rosenbaum go, it buoyed them up. Felix knew that they'd all be going soon. That had been preordained by the fuel supply, and who wanted to wait for the fuel to run out anyway? So, heading into the home stretch on that one, thank you all for listening, and I just got so much great mail after the last installment. It's really, really great of you guys to, to just keep sending this. I'm going to do an old story next, I guess. Um, this one's almost done, and then I've got a special treat. I've got a, a guest reader who's going to uh, read one of my stories, which I'm really happy and excited about. It'll take some doing, I think, to actually get her to sit down at the mic, but once we've got that done, it's going to be really cool. Have a great day. Uh, I'll uh, speak to you in a day or two. Bye.